Welcome to the Vital Loan Podcast for Friday, March 5th. S&P futures are trading down about 10 points. That's about 25 basis points. There is underperformance in NASDAQ futures, although not much. So NASDAQ futures are off 50 points. That's about 40 basis points. Most of the major European indices are trading down about 60 to 70 basis points overall. You are seeing outperformance in Europe in energy banks' basic resources. Energy and banks in particular are doing well, up about 90 to 100 basis points. Um, and basic resources are about unchanged. You're seeing underperformance in Europe in non-bank financials, media, real estate, and industrials. Most of the major Asian indices ended lower across the board, although there were some pockets of green. And Asia did rally off the lows. So Asia did finish on a relatively positive note after opening um, in the red. Treasuries have a very modest bid. So yields are down about one to two basis points across the curve after coming for sale yesterday. Most of the European sovereign tenure yields are up a little bit. Um, Japanese bonds outperformed, so Japanese yields fell after Karuda, the head of the BOJ, came out and suggested that there will not be any dramatic change to the tenure trading range at the upcoming BOJ meeting um, in a couple of weeks. You can read the piece for more details on that. Um, so not a ton of major news out overnight. Obviously, markets are kind of still in the state of reacting to the increase in yields or the normalization in yields rather i think some of the some of the commentary around, around what's occurring in bond markets um, you know suggests that it's that it's unnatural that yields are rising really you're just seeing the normalization in response to um, you know very positive news and i think that's another reason why um, you know investors are really struggling to kind of search for um, an off ramp to this equity market slump because it's really um, you know response to again very favorable macroeconomic development so growth is very good and set to get stronger you have a ton of stimulus being important to the market fiscal and monetary um, you know the pandemic is is um, you know looks like it will be over at least in the US in the coming months as vaccinations surge you know, earnings remain relatively strong. So all the news is relatively favorable. You're just seeing now yields normalize in response to that. And that's weighing on valuations. You know, the one, um, you know, I think the the one kind of clear break the glass strategy with regards to policymakers intervening and ending this would, would involve, you know, a dramatic shift in the duration of quantitative easing on the part of central banks. Um, the ECB has been aggressive in suggesting that to the markets. And I think there is some hope that there could be action taken by the ECB next Thursday at their meeting. The Fed, though, um, the Fed's pain threshold with regards to the level of yields where they would really start to get concerned clearly has not been reached. And I think that was the big takeaway from Powell yesterday. Powell didn't say anything that was bad. Um, he just didn't, um, you know, he wasn't as suggestive as markets were hoping for with regards to a policy tweak. And he was offered several opportunities to um, endorse a shift in the duration of quantitative easing, um, and and he kind of uh, refrained from doing so. Just just said that the Fed does have various tools if needed. If if markets were if financial markets were to tighten to an excessive degree, the Fed has tools to respond. Um, but again, was not very specific as to what those tools would be. Just quickly going back to yesterday. Um, Powell's speech started around the same time that the OPEC Plus decision hit. OPEC Plus surprised markets by um, leaving production unchanged for April. There was the possibility of as much as a one and a half million barrel per day production increase. So they surprised markets, left it unchanged. That led to a rally in oil. Um, that oil rally just exacerbated some of the market's inflation fears that contributed to a sell-off in treasuries yesterday. So I know a lot of the wires blamed Powell for the sell-off in markets. He 
probably he did not help, but I think the bigger um, contributor was just what's what happened in oil yesterday. Um, oil is up again this morning. I would just note though that the OPEC plus decision was just for one month. So if you see crude prices stay, uh, you know, north of sixty five, this Brent prices stay north of sixty five. Um, you know, right now they're 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 closing in on seventy. You're not going to see OPEC plus leave production unchanged at these levels. Um, you know, Saudi Arabia is withholding a million barrels a day voluntarily. Russia is agitating to have a higher output. You're going to see probably more cheating occur if 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 prices stay at these levels. So I would just keep that in mind um, as you see oil continuing to rally. The decision yesterday was just for one month. Um, so just quickly looking at incremental news for the Friday session um, since the the U.S. closed yesterday. Most of the big headlines are out of China. So the, Nas- the China's uh, China's National People's Conference kicked off uh, Friday morning, so Thursday night in the U.S. Um, and as it always does, there was a speech given about economic policy. So China surprised markets in that they set an economic growth goal for 2021 of six percent plus. Um, just keep in mind the streets modeling Chinese GDP at north of 8%. So I wouldn't pay too much attention. I don't think this is China attempting to talk down growth expectations. I think they're just trying to be very conservative. Um, but that was a surprise. Most investors assume they would not give a specific target for 2021. And then they did not give a specific target for the next five years. So China also unveiled kind of a five-year economic plan in conjunction with this year's NPC. Um, and they did not give a five-year target. Most people assume they would do the five-year, not 2021. They did the reverse. Um, I think, and there are a lot of other headlines out of the National People's Conference. I have them all in the piece today, but th- that's probably the, the one that everyone was looking for. Um, I think more important was there was an article on Reuters just talking about how China is instructing its banks for 2021 to rein back lending, given concerns about um, you know financial asset bubbles. And remember, there was a commentary out of a Chinese official earlier in the week just saying how the government is growing a little concerned about what's occurring in financial markets. So that that Reuters article to me is probably the most incremental headline for the morning. Um, otherwise, there's just a ton of commentary on what Powell said, a ton of commentary on the OPEC decision. None of it really um, all that incremental. I wrote a lot about both those topics. Um, I have some of it in the piece today, and then I wrote a lot about it in the market wrap uh, from Thursday night. So take a look at all of that up on the website. Um, in terms of micro news, you had a few items of note out after the close yesterday in the US, including some earnings, Avago, Costco, Gap were the big ones. Um, you know, I thought most interesting was CSGP um, dropped its bid for CLGX, and in doing so, made some very cautious remarks on the U.S. housing um, outlook. So I thought it was very interesting. Um, you know, I have I have the full comments in the piece today. So that CSGP backing away from the CGLX bid uh, and saying they did so just because they thought that what's occurring in yields um, is making the housing outlook become um, you know worse than it was before. And that was one of the reasons why they're withdrawing from that acquisition. Um, no major micro headlines out in Asia or Europe, uh, especially with regards to kind of imp- impacting US markets. Uh, for the calendar today, the big focus will be on jobs. I have a pretty extensive preview in the piece today on the jobs report that's coming out at 8.30. So take a look. Um, it's in the piece this morning. Otherwise, there aren't any really other big headlines. Um, any other big catalysts on today's calendar? Just quickly looking into next week, you you have a lot of inflation numbers next week. So you have China's CPI and PPI along with the U.S. CPI. All that's Wednesday morning. U.S. PPI is Friday morning next week on the 12th. The ECB decision on Thursday obviously will be very much in focus, um, given that again the ECB has been has been quite specific in threatening markets about 
um, you know, being uh, about watching yields very closely and possibly taking action. Those are the big macro events. On the stimulus front, you could see the Senate pass its version of uh, the Biden stimulus plan as soon as this weekend. Um, then it will go back to the House. The House will have to vote on it again. I think, you know, I, I think it looks like the Senate is moving a lot quicker and they're not making dramatic revisions to the House bill. So it looks like uh, Democrats will be able to meet their timeline of having something back on Biden's desk by next Friday, the 12th. It looks like it's probably not going to be that far off from the $1.9 trillion. So I remember, um, you know, over the last several weeks, I've been saying they would probably haircut that by a couple hundred billion dollars. It looks like you're not going to see that dramatic a haircut. Um, and so, again, Biden signed something into law by next Friday. The focus will shift to infrastructure spending. You're already hearing a lot of commentary about infrastructure spending. I just think the politics of another massive deficit busting bill um, are, are looking impossible at this time. So unless, unless there's going to be an agreement on some big tax hikes, which I, I, I find very hard to believe, um, I think that markets should really be tempering expectations for uh, a big infrastructure plan. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.